Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. It's an honor to come across your radio waves and be with each and every one of you. We, uh, we are beyond privileged to be able to do that. And as we continue on with our study in the book of Proverbs, and with me, as always, is my friend uh, and co-host, Stephanie Wesco. And good morning, Stephanie. Good morning, Doug. It's great to be with you this morning. It's great to be with you. So this past week, as many of you know, you got to hear Charles speak. I probably should have mentioned that yesterday from the grave and uh, uh, spoke actually on a recorded sermon, and I loved it. Uh, uh, Debbie and I listened to it a couple days. I know where, so Stephanie has some of that Southern Michigan dialect as well, Northern Indiana, whatever you want to call it, where they hang on a little bit of words. It just made me smile. What a wonderful sermon, and it's uh you know, when you serve God, and it's about serving God, it's about living for eternity, as Brother Charles had aptly said before he went to heaven many times, uh, things like having your sermon play on a podcast three years after you get to go to heaven and be in the presence of your Lord and Savior is fruit uh, of that existence. And uh, I yeah. was thankful. And I, want, I wanted to mention that. I meant to, mean, I meant to mention it yesterday morning when we were recording the podcast, and I forgot, so... But I wanted to mention that Debbie and I enjoyed that. We listened to both of them just as soon as they came out. We sat in the car there at the, uh, at the college the, for the first one that came out last Friday and, uh, and just listened and really enjoyed it. And then the second one, well, we were driving home last Monday and uh, just did my heart good. Actually, I got, a, I got a few comments that were sent to me that people saying they enjoyed it. So I was happy yeah. with that. And so, you know, we go on. Um, and we continue on with our knuckleheaded segment. So we do the knuckleheaded segment for three reasons, Stephanie. And today's your knucklehead turn here. But we do it for, that doesn't mean Stephanie's a knucklehead and she has a turn at being a knucklehead. It means that she gets to point out what a knucklehead <laughs> looks like. So for three reasons, number one, we want you to know what a knucklehead is. Number two, we don't want you to be a knucklehead. And number three, at times it can be humorous. Not always, but sometimes it can be humorous. So with all yeah. that in mind, you know, and me trying to explain this over the course of 30 seconds, uh, with all that in mind and me trying to explain that, Stephanie, you might be a knucklehead if. Doug, you might be a knucklehead if you know you have offended someone, done something to hurt them, and they come to you, as the Bible talks about, and instead of being willing to just humble yourself and say, I'm sorry, I'll try not to do that again. I'm sorry I hurt you. All you do is defend yourself and yeah. then go repeat it. Yeah, pride is an ugly thing, friends. And uh, I'll tell you, if someone's coming to you and they want to get better, get better. And, 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 you know, if you look up knucklehead in the picture dictionary of life and someone's face comes up as doing you wrong and never getting that right, that's unfortunate. And uh, we, yeah. need, we need to pray that we're never like that, that our pictures never come up. You know, keep your account short out there. There's some people you can't, 
you know, do well with there, you know, and, and Stephanie and I had mentioned to you that that pastor and a few people there at the church that we were a part of last year, you know, they're never going to get right with us. Or, but we, you know, we got right in our hearts and uh, they're never going to call. They're never going to apologize because there's a certain group of people that put pride in front of God, that put pride in front of what God can do. And uh, don't be that person. Don't be that knucklehead. Put God right out there and have a private conversation with somebody and get that right. Then we all get to go on and be happy and eat ice cream together. And, you know, eating ice cream together is more important than pride. I want to be upfront with you. But even more important than that is serving God. So just do that, and it'll be all right. So And and then, Stephanie, we're at this place, and I'm, I'm going to mention the first few. Stephanie's got plenty to mention, but I'm going to mention the first few. So we got rid of... Um, you know, you might be right with God if, or food that's right with God, or you might be right with God, things of that nature. And we replace that things not to do or say to people with PTSD. And the second one is we just don't walk up to somebody and say, listen, get over it. You know, we talked yesterday that if we don't believe PTSD is PTSD is, is the first sin. It's the most high PTSD sin. And the second most high PTSD sin in my mind, Stephanie, is when somebody tells you just to get over it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And um, having been in a place where I was told to get over it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, you don't realize the power that your words hold. Exactly. Uh, and the damage. You can either build up or tear down. And um, I think God has made me keenly aware of that. Yeah. Because of this, because of what he allowed to happen, I mean, he had made me, obviously, you know, from years past, dealing with narcissists makes you keenly aware yeah. of the power of your words. Um, but since Charles' death in another realm of life, and that is in dealing with people who have been through loss, yeah. who have been through something that will change them forever, um, I, you know, I'm very thankful we have a guy that... Um, is now working with wounded spirits. He's a, he's an army vet. Um, and they actually have moved here. Um, Lord willing, we'll be, we'll all be working together as a team here at the retreat. But, um, you know, when I was around the 30th leading up to the 30th, he would send me a text. Him and his wife would shoot me a text saying, we're praying for you today. Are you doing okay? Um, we're praying for you and the kids by name, things that, those are the words that build you up Yeah. that you cry for a good reason and praise the Lord. I don't get the text saying, have you, have you let this go yet? Have you given this to God yet? Because you do all of those things. A person that has PTSD doesn't struggle because they haven't let something go. They right. struggle because they've been through something that, that did change them, that changed their mind, that changed them physically, mentally, even spiritually. Um, and that's a daily choice, how it will change you spiritually, um, for good or bad, but your words and James talks about it, but your words, if not used to build up, will be words that tear down and can literally lead to death. And so, um, yeah, never tell someone who's been through something awful or is struggling presently to just let something go and get over it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And, 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 you know, we all know, we, we know the rules. We know that we're a new create creature or a new creation in God's eyes and God's words. But we also know we still have some things hanging out there that we have to give to God every day and say, well, Brother Doug, that's not biblical. Then take the Apostle Paul and pull all of his yeah. writings out of your Bible because he said he had to die daily of things. And so yeah. I, I, I think the important thing to remember here is uh, words. You know exactly what Stephanie said, you know, encourage, edify, hold people up, love people, tell them they look good, uh, hang with them, you know, and that's how, that's how I want to spend my days. I, I want to uh, make people feel good that they took a little extra time and combed their hair or, you know, wore that right set of clothes or whatever the case may be. And, and uh, I want to encourage people that you're making a difference. And, and I mean, you know, those things are more helpful than anything else. I mean, we... Uh, boy, uh, our existence as Christians uh, really is about helping others. It's about others, others, others. We, you know, we do Bibles, we do John and Romans, we do missions trips, we do missions full time, we go around the world, we do podcasts, we preach, and we do all that to help others. And so, yeah. so when another, when someone else, even someone close to you is helping you out, said, hey, hold on a minute, Stephanie, you're making a difference. Boy, I'll tell you, you can, it can pivot your whole day. It can change things around. And, and you know, maybe, and, and sometimes we forget. You know, we take things for granted just to tell our spouse, our kids, our loved ones, our parents, whomever, hey, thanks. You know, you make a difference yeah. in my life. And, uh, you know, that's some pretty cool stuff. I'm glad we went down that road. So, so that's some pretty good stuff there. So, again, just closing out the knucklehead, closing out things you don't do. Um, you know, make right with people, play nice, hang out, be cool, have ice cream together, and then don't ever go up to anybody and say, just get over it. And uh, just don't do that. You know, and, and I got to tell you, it's a terrible thing if that comes around and gets you and somebody looks in your face and says, just get over it. I hope it never happens yeah. in your life, but it's terrible. Think about what it could be. So we've been going yeah. through, Stephanie, Proverbs chapter five. We're going to wrap it up today. And We've seen a lot of things. So those first seven or eight verses, you know, they they dealt with, uh, uh, you know, again, this whole book's dealing with impurity and uh, uh, adultery and or things that would be wrong, having uh, sexual sin in our life, having a relationship, a one-person physical relationship outside of that one-person physical relationship that God has for us. And, and mm -hmm. I think the thing to remember here is something Stephanie said a week and a half ago and reminded us all that, that sexual sin is not only uh, a physical act. Sexual sin can also be an emotional act. So keep your purity physically, but keep your purity uh, emotionally as well. You know, yeah. uh, save that for that right person. And so right in the beginning, we read that the, the experience goes from sweetness to bitterness, as we talked about the wormwood and stuff. And then we talk how it can, it looks like gain, everything feels good and it goes to loss. And now we're going to look at how we can easily go from purity to like a pollution type of thing, how we can easily go down the, the bad road and how it puts us in bondage as we finish this up. So think about those things. Uh, how we can lose our purity, how it can go down a bad road to pollution, and how it can put us in bondage. And we're starting here in verse number 15. Drink waters out of thine cistern, and running waters out of thine own well. Let thy fountains be dispersed abroad, in the rivers of waters in the streets. Let them be only thy own, and not strangers with thee. Let thy fountain be blessed, and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as the loving 
hind, hind in pleasant roll. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times, and be thou ravished always with her love. And why wilt thou, my son, be ravaged with a strange woman, and embrace the bosom of a stranger? For the ways of a man before the eyes of the Lord, he pondereth all his goings. His own inequities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly, he shall go astray. There's some stuff going on there, Stephanie, that are talking about things that happen when we get on that wrong road. And as we went through those verses, and as we talked about those last eight or nine verses, I mean, what, what were you thinking? What came to your mind? Well, I think as I look at the end of this passage, um, verse 21 stands out. I have it highlighted here. It says, for the ways of man are before the Lord. And he pondereth all his goings. You know, God's watching us. His eyes run to and fro to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is perfect towards him. And if you're seeking the Lord, seeking to please him, he'll honor that. Yeah. He'll help protect you. And um, he'll give you the grace to make those daily choices um, as, a, as a guy to not take that second look if something comes before your eyes that would lead you down the trail of a strange woman. Mm. And you know, we live in a world that is so perverted and so sick and it is everywhere. Everywhere. And yeah. you know, it it's there's that constant temptation. And I and yesterday as we were going through these verses, I thought of the verse that says, um, in the New Testament that says, There is no temptation taken you, but such is this common demand, but God is faithful, yes. who will not be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. And God's word is that way of escape. Yeah. Those verses, those lights are those lamps that light that way of escape for you so that when that temptation comes to be immoral, to do something that you know is wrong, if you, you know, this, you won't take, you won't be able to stand unless you're day by day seeking to know God, seeking to walk with him, seeking to make his word that lamp to your feet and light to your path. And understand that God is watching your ways. And if you, he sees you that you're seeking him, if he sees that you're drawing nigh to him, he will draw nigh to you. If he sees you submitting yourselves to him, when you resist the devil, the devil will have to flee because the power of God will be on your life. And so um, I guess I come away from this as, as we come to the end of this chapter that you have two choices, you know, verse 22 and 23 are sobering because we're given that choice that if you make the choice to go down the path of evil, instead of taking that way of escape, it will become, there's other places in Proverbs that talk about it, about the strange woman being a snare, her ways being a snare. And the further in you get to the sin, verse 22 says, his own iniquities shall take the wicked himself. And he shall be holding with the cords of his sins. It'll wrap you up so tight and put you in such bondage that it becomes harder and harder to hear the still small voice, that it becomes harder and harder to make that choice yeah. to say no. Yeah. And so making that choice to be a wise man, a wise son, a wise daughter, not just of your parents here on earth. You may have evil parents. You may have parents that have never walked with God. Maybe you were just born into an unsaved home. Yeah. But if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you have a heavenly father and you're his child, you're his son, you're his daughter, and he will give you the grace to be wise yeah. that when that patient comes, 
you'll you'll have heeded these these warnings, these admonitions, and you'll be you know you won't look back with regrets and and I, I appreciated what you said about um, you know I'm in a di- very different position now. Never thought I would be in a position of being by myself again. And so for us that have lost, you know, we're single again, and yeah. that's just the reality of it. And to come to that point of every day, we have to make that choice of. I'm still going to keep my purity. I'm still by God's grace going to wait for the one, you know, Ruth had to make that choice yeah. as a widow. And she came from a horrific background, a land that was perverted. Moab was evil, but Ruth made that choice to wait on God. And so making that daily choice, if you, if you're in a place where you are single again, perhaps you've um, been married and you're not now of, of I'm going to wait, I'm going to do this right by God's grace. Again, if God opens that door, I'm going to do it right by his grace. And so, um, this just applies to all of us. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a very sobering, but, um, very important subject. It is. And, and it's something I'm, I'm so glad we're covering it, you know, cause we're so hypervigilant when we suffer from things like PTSD, we're so wound up. We want things to, to get there fast. We, you know, yeah. we're always, and one of the problems we have in life and not just folks who suffer from hurt and hurting hearts and PTSD and moral injury or whatever the case may be, not just that, but even in life, you know, we always want that next step, you know, oh boy, when I graduate from high school and I get out of here and go to college or when I get married or whatever that next step in a person's life is, don't rush it. Let God control it. Trust him. Uh, trust with him. He is worthy, as we mentioned yesterday. And and we just go on. There's there's so much here that, you know, talking about drinking water uh, out of our own well, drinking out of our own stuff and and not having to go elsewhere and not to be involved with strangers and and, uh, you know, going on and 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 talking about the wife of our youth and the husband of our youth and and ravaging them and enjoying them and remember that they have everything we need. And uh, I, I think so often, you know, the devil wants to present this picture of stuff's better, the grass is greener, you know, go do this, there's no hurt in it, there's always hurt in it, there's always pain. When you get away from God's will, sin always means hurt. Sin always means separation from God. Sin, oh, sin may be holding us up from that next step in life. And I'm not saying it is, but it certainly can mess up, it can muddy the water. You know, if we're praying for something and, and, and we find ourselves emotionally hooked to pictures or the videos or to somebody who's not hooked to us or whatever the case may be, that's just flat out sin and against God's will as well. And so we got to remember that, that levels of sin, you know, God doesn't buy that. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he wants us to stop whatever that sin is in our life. Trust him. The Holy Spirit of God is within our hearts. They can take us to that next place and, and, and bring us to that next level. And, and so, you know, we talked about, and I wanted to talk about some of the, the scripture I chronicled here. Um, and, and so, you know, for me, it was verse seven. I hit seven real hard. I did hit 14. And as I come down here, I, I get to the place and I wanted to chronicle this. I don't love these verses, but I thought I should write these down. And that's 21 through 23, the same verse Stephanie used 21, for the ways of a man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his go, and his own inequity shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sin. So, you know, we're holding on to these cords of sin, we're going down the wrong road, and he shall die without instruction, and all greatness, his folly, 
his folly, he shall go astray. And, and you know, Stephanie, it made me think of this verse over in Romans chapter 12. And I, I, again, Romans, you know, is a book that I just was reading through when we were in Florida. So right now I'm, I'm, I just finished Jeremiah today. I'm in first Corinthians, wrapping up first Corinthians. I was in Psalm, I think 107 today or something with my Bible reading program. But just a few days ago over in, uh, Florida, I was in the book of Romans and in chapter 12, and these words stuck with me again here in verse number nine. And we know that the, the verse that says, be not conformed to this world. We get that. You know, we don't do the things of the world. We don't get our sexual instruction from the world. We don't get our marriage instruction from the world. But if we're doing something or if we're in the wrong place, verse number nine really stuck with me this time. And it's let love be without dissimulation. Dissimulation is really hypocrisy. And so if you mm-hmm. love somebody or you, or even if you're still waiting for that next person, you're going to love that next person. That's your person. Um, don't be a hypocrite and do anything else now. You know, that's what that's talking about there. And it says abhor, detest, fear, get away from run, get out of there is what that abhor means. That which is evil and cleave to that, which is good. And I think, I think Stephanie, this is kind of all coming together to say, stay away from the evil thing. And the most evil thing that, the, the thing that the devil's shooting at, the thing that the devil wants to get us on is, uh, is sexual sin. Uh, it's, yeah. it's the easiest thing to get people on. You know, 50% yeah. of people get divorced. Um, some people say that out of the next 50%, that half of them are in an unhappy type of environment. And, 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 but God gives us instruction on how to be happy and, and how to love one another. And, and I guess, Stephanie, you know, as we go into song and as we get ready to move, I, I think the most important thing we can get from Proverbs chapter five is God has a plan, uh, for our physical sexual life and his plan is how we operate the precepts, the rules, the laws. We don't get to deviate. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, I've watched young people weep. You know, I remember as a young person, um, one, one particular thing, you know, incident comes to mind where I remember and he, and he repented and he's gone on to serve God in great and mighty ways. But I remember I'll never forget as a teenager watching him weep over the decision he had made to have an impure relationship and, and just the regret that was there, the yeah. brokenness there. And that had an impact on me as a kid that I don't want to do that. I don't want to look back and have those regrets. I don't want to look back and have have shame because I made a choice to satisfy you know, a desire that's God puts that desire in every human, but I wasn't willing to wait on God for it. And so, um, this, you know, to look back someday to always remember that if you look back with regret on a decision, you know, because you made a foolish decision, God gives second chances, but you'll always have that regret. And so just by God, right. That's grace. Don't, don't do it. Make that choice to take the way of it. There it is. And uh, I think that's, that's what it's all about. So uh, I think we're just going to go with my favorite song from the new album today. It seems like we do it every week anyway. So uh, Stephanie's going to go ahead and pause her phone or mute her phone. And I'm going to go ahead and play our song. He sets me free from my new album. God meant it for good. Stephanie Wesco and family. And uh, folks, if we can do anything for you, find us out on Facebook page, helpful wounded spirits. Listen to everything brother Eric's got to say. He's, he's going to tell you about salvation, how you can know for sure you're saved. Here's our song. He sets me free.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession 
is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.